Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, you are listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Today is day 18 of the Pile on the Miles Challenge. My name is Monica Olivas, and I think I might be one of the only people who wants to be more of a basic bitch. But we will talk about that in a second. First, I want to encourage you to check in for today in the show notes at Run It Repeat or on my Instagram. We are in the home stretch. There are four days left of the challenge. Today is day 18, and then we have 19, 20, 21. So please take some time, make some notes in your phone or write it down. Find a way to plan out what you are going to do for these next four days to stay on track. Plan out your workouts, plan out your rest, plan out your schedule, whatever it needs to be to make sure that you get it done and check in every single day. We are almost done with this and I really want to finish strong. So if you have fallen off the wagon, this is your boost. I am giving you a boost, pushing you back up on the wagon and just really encouraging you to end it strong. Whatever has happened so far is what has happened. Learn from it, grow from it, and really just rock the next four days. In the show notes, I have a um, small printout that you can click on or just kind of take a look at that is a list for just 18, 19, 20, 21. So if you want to print that out, um, like I said, write it down or find just some way to note what you plan on doing for the next four days and then rock it out. Keep each other motivated as you check in. If you need some motivation, reach out to me and let me know. Send me a message. Um, But that's the point of this. And I am definitely here to help you keep going. So today's mini warm-up is just a fun fact about today. November 18th is National Apple Cider Day, which is cute and nice and all. But this kind of stuck out to me because it reminded me that I more than a lot of things. I was going to say more than anything, but let's um, not get too crazy with it. I really, in my life, want a fresh apple cider donut. I feel like I see all these people post um, their apple picking and flannels. And there's like all these memes of like how generic this is. You know, it's like that time of year where everyone's like kind of like running through the leaves and flannels with like their boyfriend or family or whatever, picking apples, drinking cider. But all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. The only thing that sticks out to me when these people go apple picking is these apple cider donuts, which I have not had an apple cider donut, period, let alone a fresh one from a freaking apple farm that they just picked apples on. And I know that there are places you can pick apples around me, I am in Southern California, so it's not necessarily like somewhere that you kind of picture being very like fall-esque and, you know, the ambience of like these gorgeous leaves and I'm wearing a beanie and a flannel, even though I definitely dress like that when it gets to be anything below 68. Let's be real here. That's what it is. But I, at this point too, because of how much effort it would take for me to find some place to go pick apples, which I would definitely be down for too. I want to pick the apples and then I want apple cider donuts, like fresh ones so bad. So if you have some suggestion around SoCal that I could make this happen and or 
you have had the best apple cider donut of your life somewhere, I will travel for it for sure. I might even run to it if it's not like in Rhode Island. Anywhere else is free game. But I um, am down for, I actually need to get a map now that I think about it, because I don't know what's the farthest point for me. I'm definitely pretty like Southwest US, as Southwest almost as you can get. Um, But I have this definite, this has been like a year, like years and years. I've been like, man, one year I want to go apple picking and have apple cider donuts. And my friend Tina, I know has done that like in Boston. And I I like always like message her when I see her post about on Instagram. I'm like, lucky. So that's, that's, that's where my goals are. You guys, (laughs) do you guys have like actual goals about, um, like career and family and, personal growth because that's where I am. That's where my priorities lie right now. Anyways, let's move on. We are getting back to talking about perfect running form or ideal running form or good running form if you're not striving for perfect because I definitely am not again today. And so far we have talked about head, neck and shoulders, um, arms and hands, core and upper body and legs. And today we are talking about your feet and basically kind of like foot strike, how your feet are hitting the ground. And I will put a link to all of the previous days about form in the show notes. So if you miss those, you can check it out. Now, if you're running right now, please just check in with your body and try to remember everything that we hit on so far in terms of the head, neck, arms, how you're holding your hands right now, if you are stressing out your neck or shoulders, your core upright, your legs. And now see how I really did though have to break this down. And I feel like I'm going to have to do it again. Because I know for me, as I've been running, I've been trying to keep these things in mind thinking like, this is something important. And it, it there are so many literal moving parts with it, that it's hard to kind of keep track of if all of it is working together to make you a stronger, better runner. So check in with yourself as I say this. Today, um, this info is from a Runner's World article on perfect running form. The article says, to run well, you need to push off the ground with maximum force. With each step, your foot should hit the ground lightly, landing between your heel and midfoot, then quickly roll forward. Keep your ankle flexed as your foot rolls forward to create more force for push-off. As you roll onto your toes, try to spring off the ground. You should feel your calf muscles propelling you forward on each step. Your feet should not slap loudly as they hit the ground. Good running form is springy and quiet. And this works with what I was saying yesterday too about keeping your legs underneath you so that your legs are right underneath you. You are not kind of stretching them out in front of you. It seems like it would be in an effort kind of to like push back, right? Like you're reaching more forward so that you can grab more of that ground to push back. But really it's, you have more force and more power if you keep them right underneath you. And it's that same thing with your foot and ankle that you keep it underneath you and you're pushing off. So you are pushing yourself, propelling yourself forward. Um, foot strike, you know, your like feet with running is so important. This is probably one of the more obvious things that people talk about when you don't have proper running form. And if you ever see race photos or someone takes a picture of you running that when you have that, I remember I talked to, um, 
someone that was a shoe specialist, a running shoe specialist, and prop- they did clinics on proper running form. And she said that putting your foot, um, when you kind of land with your heel first, it's like you are literally, that's how you put your foot out when you're pushing on the brake, right, of a car. And it, she called it like a check mark, like, ah, that check mark foot, because it kind of like checks, like it is your toes pointing up towards you, your heel really jutting out. And um, it looks, you know, with along with your leg, like this check mark of your foot and your leg going together. And it just does a disservice to you moving forward. And that's kind of the focus of this. So check in with that. I think, I mean, we definitely, there's a whole package to it. So you want to check in with all of this. So I think I have like one or two more in this series, but at this point that is head to toe literally. So just make sure that you are checking in with your body and checking in with your form and like anything else. If you have a habit, a bad habit, it doesn't go away automatically. And So you want to make sure that you are continually working on this when you start running or maybe you pick a point if you're running normally like your kind of usual route that you check in with a different point of your body or just remember every time your watch flips over to another mile lets you know that it's passed that you check in with your body just kind of keep in line with something like that that would work for you and kind of remind you to pull up or keep your core in or watch how your arms are swinging and happy running. I hope that was helpful. And today I am answering a listener question from Robin. So I'm going to play it. Hopefully it will be helpful for everyone. It is about how to kind of recover or how long recovery should be after a half marathon. So let's hear her question. Hi, Monica. My name is Robin. Um, I'm Robin LH912 on Instagram. And I wanted to say thank you for the awesome podcast. I've found you via Instagram this summer and subsequently your podcast. Super enjoyable. My question is with regard to taking rest time after a big goal event. Um, This weekend, I am running my last half marathon of the year, and I've pretty much been going nonstop since I started training for my first marathon, which was back in May. I took about three days off after that and got back into cross-training and uh, have been going, did a run streak and have been going pretty much since then. I'm wondering, I know I won't ha- lose all my fitness if I take like a week off, but how much time is ideal to take off after a really big, massive training cycle? Um, right now I'm planning on taking at least five days, but... I don't want to lose my motivation and have trouble getting back into it. Just wondering what your opinion is. Thanks. Hi, Robin. Thank you so much for calling in. And that question is a super great question um, that I get a lot and I've been there. Recovery is very important. We all know this, right? After any training run, especially long runs, that you want to make sure you are giving your body time to recover so that you can show up strong for your next run. And in this case, it's kind of like showing up strong for your next race. And it sounds like there was a lot of like, kind of tells in there in terms of saying it was a really big, massive training cycle, I think your words were, which I think more than losing your motivation, it sounds like there's a risk of getting burnt out based on some of the things that you kind of said. And so since you've been going nonstop is something you said, running streak, 
really big training cycle. It sounds like you need some time to kind of recover physically and maybe mentally get your head back in the game. And I'm saying all this because I have heard and from a lot of different sources, and this is going to sound like a lot compared to taking five days off, but you should take off one day for every mile of the race. So whatever that race was, right? So for a half marathon, it would be 13 days. And it was really taking one day of hard running off. So I'm not saying don't run for 13 days. I'm saying don't necessarily run hard. So you can run, you know, take your five days off and really rest and recover. And when you start to run though, again, don't start a new training cycle necessarily for 13 days. And so that would be 26 days, right? For a marathon, um, six days for a 10K, three for a 5K. And of course, all of this more than anything depends on your own body. So if you are training your ass off for a 5K, you want to PR this 5K, you're probably going to need more than three days. If you have been doing crazy speed work and you were just running 110 and just left it all out there, you might not even be fully recovered. You know, you might still be sore three days later. It really depends. You want to listen to your body first and foremost, but it is a safe thing to take 13 days off of hard running. And then you can kind of assess from there how you feel and how you want to start to get back into running. I don't think within 13 days you'll lose motivation. And it is a good thing to want to run and to want to run more, right? To have to kind of pull yourself back and you know, like, ah, I'm not ready for a hard day yet. It's still within that 13 day time period. Um, because when you do start training again, or you do start running hard, you're more grateful for it, right? It like literally makes you happy. I've been on runs where I'm like smiling because I wasn't able to potentially because of like travel or weather or being sick or something else. And then when you have like a good run after that, it just is the most exciting, awesome thing. Um, and what I suggest too, I always talk about this and I, I feel like it's weird that it's not like this more common thing. And it kind of depends on what you normally do for training and running. But when I do my first run back after a hard race um, or really after any marathon that I run, I the next run back for sure. And then any like half marathon or 10K where I feel like I really worked, I don't use any watch or music or anything on the run, my first run coming back. And I really try to listen to my body. So I will notice if you know, my quads are just fried or if like my back feels tight or if like one foot feels different from the other. All of these things I think you should really try and pay attention to because when I have gotten injured in the past, it has been after a race. Sometimes you don't realize you push through because of adrenaline or, you know, there's all this stuff going on with like taper crazies and you think something's kind of getting injured, but it's not. Just giving yourself that chance to really check in with your body, I think is really important. So I would say the five days is great, then kind of build on that a little bit. And if you want to start running on day six, just make sure you're not really getting crazy with it, starting a really massive training cycle um, until about 13 out. And then, and this goes for anyone, your next run after a race, I really suggest no watch, no music, 
um, and just kind of check in with your body, see where you are, see how you're recovering. And then that gives you a good indication of like, no, I, I need more than 13 days or I super don't need 13 days and anything in between that. I think you have to figure out what really works for you. And also you don't, there's this fear potentially of either losing fitness or motivation or something like that. And I would say, I, there's not like this rule that you don't get to exercise, but do something else, you know, go to yoga, take a walk, take a spin class, or, you know, find something else that is kind of fun for you for those days and look forward to running hard again, if that's kind of what you want to do down the line. But I hope that was helpful. And if you have a question for me, your local monogan, you can call the podcast line. It's 562 888-1644. Or you can email me at runerepeat at gmail.com. Thank you. And finally, the Instagram run scavenger hunt. I'm kind of getting bummed that this is almost over. Today's run scavenger hunt item is run slash eat. And I kind of used to have this idea that I would use Instagram just to share my running and eating because that's kind of how I originally started running repeat the my blog um and so I'm very excited for this one because I kind of want to see what your run and eat is so you could either do you know one of the posts where you do multiple pictures and slide through or just like a side by side what your run was what your eat was make sure to tag at running repeat on Instagram and hashtag team RER. And like I said, it is day 18. We are really in the final stretch of it. And this is really where it counts. So please show up for yourself. We are kind of slowly stepping into the week of Thanksgiving pretty soon here. And from there, I just feel like, you know, we get into Christmas mode and it's just a very busy, busy time. So make sure that you are prioritizing your health, fitness, mental well-being, and, um, the things that you really care about this week. And let me know if you have any questions. I hope that you have a super awesome day and have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.